Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start. Okay. We, uh... Getting into the holiday season, uh, guys. There are two holidays in this time of year. I, I, I want to be be clear for all of the stores and, and people. You know who you are, who put your Christmas shit up on November first. I'm watching you, um, mm-hmm. because I assume by the time you hear this, I will be probably on a plane back to New Orleans for Thanksgiving. Do you think all those stores should be playing Thanksgiving music instead? Alice's uh. Restaurant. I, I I see that I see that you're one of those. Um. Anyway, I it just we didn't. That's not what this podcast is about. Um, I, this isn't a Sean airs his grievances show. Although I I think there'd be an audience for that. Um. Uh, no, what we're we're doing this week is going back to the archives. We we recently uh, celebrated a, a little anniversary, a little milestone in the history of our rinky dink little operation. A bicentennial, huzzah! Mm. And uh, is that the right word? <laughs> if it doesn't apply yeah. to years, I mean, okay, cool. I think it. I think it applies to years. I think that's the annual. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, okay, fair. But whatever, it it was the 200th episode, and so we looked back two years to the 100th episode, and uh, we we talked about something that I know we had kind of spoken about a lot outside of the context of recordings, um, mm-hmm. and that was online dating. Or as, oh, we're not talking about condiments as, again. Or as Pierce so, I guess, eloquently put it, internet facilitated encounters. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean that that remains. I think that remains correct. So I, I but I went back and listened to that pod uh, earlier today, and you know I realized one important thing. At the time that we recorded that podcast. Uh, we recorded it with Kevin, so we had we had a little quadcast going, and uh, three of the four people on this podcast were completely unattached at that time, and is that, is I that right? had been uh, I had been on two dates with uh, with a new person at the time, um, and you know I was of excited and hopeful but cautiously optimistic because it's you know it was that time of year where uh we all maybe remember this from college where like if your timing is bad and you meet someone right before a big long holiday break and that you don't get a chance to see them again for a month maybe things fizzle out um it's been two years and I, I apparently she still enjoys my company 
uh, which is amazing. And shout, shouts to you, Emily, for that. Uh, but now also we're we're recording this podcast in a state of one hundred percent attachment. Wow. Was Kevin? Oh no, I guess Kevin was the person who was attached last time we did this. Ah uh, no. no, it was. No. I was the only. I was the only person who had like just started dating someone. Oh, okay. Uh, Interesting. Yes. And and now oh. all of us are in committed relationships uh three of us with people that we met on our phones yes my uh myself included yes uh the, which was <laughs> surprise, the, surprise. The, yeah i i also <laughs> had an internet facilitated uh meeting of of someone uh yeah i mean i guess that was right about two years ago and and things change and I think just off the bat, I should say that I, that conversation and other conversations were important and valuable to me and talking with other people um, because I don't know that my mind changed at all, but I realized that I needed to try it. I think one thing that I talk to you all about all the time and I say it to everyone, which is I am very frustrated when people try something once and then they make all of their they everything is based off of that one opinion so they don't really mm-hmm. or that one encounter so you're not really trying it and so i definitely gave it the the try um i think and we'll get into this i think in some ways my feelings were largely affirmed and part of that is because i'm just a jerk who is pretty judgmental in a lot of ways or at least i am over observant but I, I do think that our no, discussion you're, you're, was – No, you're an overly observant jerk. It, you, you yeah, had it an right overly observant time. jerk. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so I, I think that it is important to do it, to have these to, – to really use the, the big name apps in, in some ways uh, because it, it helps you understand not just how you feel about it but what other people are thinking about because it is – it is a cutthroat world in some ways, and there's a lot of stress involved in it, and I have a greater appreciation for it now. I mean, Max, you are obviously the the un, untethered, unalgorithmed, unalgorithmed, but that doesn't mean that you're not faced with uh, you know the realities of that every day. Uh, I mean, that you, I mean. I think that even though you were not, you did not meet someone in an internet facilitated manner. You still run into people all the time who are going through those motions and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I did at the at the mm-hmm. time of episode one hundred. I was um, I was in a position of of using those internet facilitated um, engagement platforms, as you so eloquently referred to them. Yes. Um, I guess. <laughs> I the experience itself I I think to just kind of throw something out there is I am still kind of shaken in many ways and you could really say this about any social media because that's what it's it's social media but you're trying to to match up with people in a way that is romantic or I think Bumble now has one that's platonic but the the project and it really is a project i think you know i remember putting together i still have a a set of photos on my uh phone and it's labeled sell yourself 
um, the the project of figuring out how to uh, project and promote yourself and give a glimpse into who you are and choosing things you want to show is is still very strange to me because I'm like, oh, I should do this. And then you ask another person, you show them some pictures. And Max, you were you were at my apartment one time where it was you and Kevin and his girlfriend and we were going through this. It was very traumatic. And then you, you have to write down um, what how to describe yourself, which is hilarious when you're looking at others and horrifying when you're looking at your own. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's it's a no fun, very very bad experience. So and you, you constantly go back and it will probably go back and change it and be like, "Well, maybe if I just switch my first and second photo, I'll find someone." <laughs> but but here here's the thing about that. I think I think the frustration with that is largely because that it's a familiar framework being applied mm-hmm. to something that we're not used to that framework being applied to. I mean, the the process of uh, kind of noting noting your experiences and accomplishments and all your best qualities and, and putting your best foot forward and showing showing what you think is your best foot forward to someone else to have them double and triple check to make sure that it's your best like it's how you apply for jobs it's how you you know it's how you find a school it's how you it's how you do any number of other things that we all do in our life when we're trying to you know mm -hmm. match up with some other thing or person or institution and that's an excellent point and i think it's the right one because I think some people view dating as, as a very proactive thing versus a passive thing. Um, I think Max and I come from, you know, our situations, uh, it's more passive. I wasn't necessarily at that point in, in a way looking for someone, but I found someone. Um, I think, you know, you, Sean, I think did the apps and, and stuff and, and were very much more confident in it. And I think that that's, you know, listening to you was, or, or at least you, you gave that so you know, listening to you, you were much more positive about it. And I think Kevin was, is, I know that he was very proactive and it's something he wanted to use and valued that time and everything. So in, in some ways, I I think that that's important. It's Mm -hmm. going after a job. That's a very proactive thing. You can't really passively look for a job. And so I wrote down earlier, uh, because I'm reminded I read, uh, what's good omens earlier this year. We're talking about the ineffable versus the algorithm. And some people embrace the algorithm, and some people are still hoping for the ineffable, the thing that just so happens you can't explain it. Um, it just works out. And I think that that mindset is it was definitely a blocker for me even still as I tried to embrace doing the internet-facilitated encounters. Sure, and, and I understand that block. It, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to reconcile the two concepts – cold algorithmic matching of compatibility and this idea of the ineffable magic of finding the one but like you pull back the curtain and they're the same thing they're just they're just accomplished different ways and and so you know you're you're just taking advantage of the new you're taking advantage of new technological structures and uh, a premium that society has placed on 
efficiency uh, and, and using it, you know, you're using it. I think some people use it in the way that the the Daryl Morey Houston Rockets or the Hinky Sixers went through the process accumulating, you know, lottery tickets in, in the hopes of getting more potential mm-hmm. chances to hit the ineffable magic of finding your Ben Simmons or so, getting enough assets to find your James Harden. Mm-hmm. Now, Ma- I'm sorry. Max I'm going to go. To I'm going to go walk off my balcony now. That <laughs> was awful. I really enjoyed that personally. <laughs> do you have Do you have binders full of lottery picks? I sure there? don't. I sure don't. Uh, uh, yeah. Now, I think another thing, and and this is kind of two parts, Max. I guess you. Sean being in Charlottesville, I think, is a, a different situation. Just the sheer number of people and everything else than we had in in DC. Uh, and, and related to that, one thing that I thought about a lot as I as I met people and um, you know thought about, okay, what am I thinking? What are they maybe thinking? Um, you're someone who who grew up playing video games and such, continues to do so. Uh, there's a certain idea that you know that there will be more in the evening i can continue playing i can continue going there's always more and i found myself thinking about that a lot maybe video games is the best thing but this idea that yeah this is good but what if the next one is better i, I thought that was real and so i had to in some ways respect that on my side and on the other person's side that maybe they're they think there's more even if this is pretty good yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much that relates to video games, except for the fact that I definitely think it is a it is gamified in a sense. Yeah, I know that's some really of these apps are, you know, similar to other text or phone based games where it's it's rewarding you with. I mean, it feels really good when you get a match in any of them, and that's your like phone so you want to keep shakes. going. You, you, yeah, your phone shakes and it lights up, and, and Tinder might give you like a I don't know heart or something. I don't really remember, but it you know it's it's definitely like a a reward based system. I, the thing about finding, you know, like you said, the grass is always greener. There's there's always someone better. I mean, I don't know that that's really that different than other ways of meeting people though yeah i don't know if 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 tinder makes it more obvious but i do think it's different in a bigger city we did have an almost infinite pool it felt like at a time yeah um so there's definitely something there but i don't know i mean sean do you think that that's a play i i think i think what the app does is it if you're going if you allow yourself to get caught up in that mindset it makes it really easy because there's always another stack of person cards to go flip through. But I, I don't, I guess I don't agree. I don't think that, you know, dating online makes you more likely to make the perfect the enemy of the good, which is what you're describing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it when is. You, I also... When you find someone that you're happy with, you go with it. Yeah, you're not going to miss swiping on Tinder alone when you find someone. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're really God. not. Yeah. I, and I, I think part of it is that you get in situations where you think something is good, and you, in that goodness, are, are kind of – there's a haziness in front of you, and you may think, well, the other person must think that this is good as well. But you're probably missing things if you have to rationalize that yeah. um, as well. And I, I think that that's, that's – 
probably true. I, I think that the gamification is that is a new thing. I think to the to this this dating landscape, the, the fact that you have something sending you notifications in your phone, which I still get emails occasionally, which I'm sure I can unsubscribe to, but they make me chuckle when I get them. So there's some value in that. But I mean, look, it, we, it's, we we talked about and we talked about that a few weeks ago. Whenever we talked about whether apps are making us antisocial, like part of that is just that these apps are all they're not just competing with each other. They're competing with all of the other things you could possibly be doing with your time at any given moment. And so they all need some sort of way to like put their hooks in you and grab you for five extra seconds. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I get that. I guess I get that. That's how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I am, yeah, I think all things told, I, I am. I'm certainly glad that I did it. Um, if for no uh, for no other reason than I learned a lot about how people look to present themselves, and uh, I think you know just a couple things I've, I'd gleaned from that. Um, the Oxford comma is really popular. I don't know what people are trying to to express by saying that, except for they have a list of two things and they want to add a third, and they mention that they're also into the Oxford comma. Uh, all of a sudden I saw a lot of pictures with elephants and I have subsequently learned about, uh, all kind of domesticated elephants. It's a very bad situation. (laughs) Um, and, and at the time there were a lot of pictures with Beto O'Rourke, which was cool and is probably no longer cool. It's, it's way less cool now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's way less cool. And I, I think that that. There is some joy in learning. It's it's really you you get some. There's a memification there. I mean, I, I to to read from there's there's something where to link to the uh, proverbs updated for modern dating, which is on human parts. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and it's the only profile picture he'll ever use. Yeah, there there's like any number of kind of like Tinder profile memes. There's the the guy posing shirtless with the fish he caught. Or like with his car, um, mm-hmm. or uh, apparently now there's a, a whole phenomenon that in in New York, trash bag dudes are talking about chicken parm in their dating profiles, mm. um, I, and it's it's a it's a silly thing like, you know it, but it's it's all supposed to say something about you, and that that gets to the other. I think the other thing that I really wanted to talk about, especially after going back and listening to the old podcast, is that uh, yeah, um, one of the things we talked about a lot on that episode was the idea that something in society has shifted, and when we're looking for romantic partners, we used to, in the days where you would meet someone, you know, not unlikely in church, uh, mm-hmm. that... <coughs> one of the big goals was shared like moral values and how that is maybe being replaced somewhat uh, either all or in part by a search for common interests. And it was kind of the core of your stance at the time uh, of, you know, being resistant to it and, and wanting to meet people in the things that you did as you were living your life in the real world. And I think now, in in retrospect, 
you know, one of the things that I'm realizing is common interest isn't even exactly the right thing. I think in a lot of ways what we're looking for is compatible interests. They don't actually mm-hmm. have to be the same. There, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a quote um, I, that I believe is attributed to Dr. Seuss, and I'm going to very loosely paraphrase it, but it's something to the effect of, you know, we're, everyone's weird and we go look for someone who's weird is compatible with our weird and we call that love. Um, and, and, and I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of there there. You know, I, I, I think about all of the things that Emily and I like to do and, you know, some of them are, are instances where we like exactly the same thing, but honestly, a lot more of them are things where we don't necessarily, uh, get into exactly the same thing, but it works anyway. And, you know, that leads to, you know, exposing other people to the things that you like that they may not know about, which I think is one of the great pleasures of Mm. personal relationships is sharing the things that make you unique. And like you Mm -hmm. want things that make you unique. And that's really important, even in a, a situation where you've kind of melded your life into another person's and you have your own separate lives, but you also have your life together. And so like, that's, that's been a really neat thing for me to think about a lot is like how over two years, our lives have kind of become like conjoined fraternal twins. Like they're, they're definitely attached and there are some threads where we're, we're hooked in together and we're also still very much our own people. And I think that's that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a good point, which is you, you want the, the compatibility. I think you still want to have common things, but compatibility can have commonality in it, obviously. But it's the compatibility so that someone who makes you, another word starts to see, so you have a comfort in, in really supporting them and then challenging them to do things that maybe are not normally their bag. I, I, or I mean, getting challenged to do things that are not normally your bag. That's a big one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Max. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I recently um, brought Bridget along to see an in-theaters showing of Princess Mononoke, which is a Studio Ghibli Miyazaki Ooh. anime film. You can take me uh, on that date not, anytime. Yeah, me she did too. not want to go see it, but she was open-minded, and she saw it, and she hated it. <laughs> but she saw it. But she went with me. <laughs> and that's really important. It, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sharing interests is, is really good. And then, you know, keeping those interests potentially separate at times is, is okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure she shows you that you're wrong all the time. So it's easy to balance that out there. All the time. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think for for, for me... Um, common interest, in, at least in the uh, you know genesis of it, that was quite very much how things happened for me. But I know that's not the typical thing, and it's not fair to expect that a profile of you know some words, and even on some sites where it's a lot more words, you can't really expect that to express who a person is initially. And you know sometimes that's all you have to go for and you have to take a chance and uh i think especially someone who's on that other side of their their 20s uh maybe you're not feeling very risky maybe you're thinking about you know plans and stuff like that but you're going to be very hard pressed to find someone if you're not willing to take some risks 
Yeah, and um, and so another thing that came that came with our discussion of kind of like how how technology, how dating apps, how just general connectivity has changed what's possible in the world of dating is that it's really opened up our geographic spheres. And, and you know, I, I think in particular that's something, Pierce, that affects you. Not, you know, no no pressure to, like, talk about anything that you don't feel like talking about. But, like, no, yeah. you, are, you are the person that is dating across the furthest distance uh so you know, max i had him beat for a little while yeah but that's but yeah. not, okay but there's no, an important there's an important difference here that i i've i think i've talked about with i talk about with a lot of people that is important which is that um if you meet somebody and it, like uh, say say you meet somebody at a wedding and you see them and you have a very concentrated thing and then all of a sudden, the the way in which you know them, the way in which you experience them, changes. So that you're it's becoming phone based, app based. That is really difficult. If you meet someone in person and you're always meeting in person, that's your stasis. That's the way it is. Uh, for me, I met someone on the internet. It was you know app and or at least text and and calling, maybe FaceTime facilitated for a long time. And then you start meeting each other. Your stasis is still that. And so I think that if you're not disrupting that, it's it's not so hard. Um, and I haven't had a lot of issues with that. But it's I think because it started that way. I think Max dealt with something that was much more difficult because that that concentration changed for and his stasis went from something that was you know concentrated and in person physical to not being that and so that seems really difficult to me comparatively that's fair mine was only what five months so that's a long that's a long time I it mean, was but yeah, yeah. And i think having I a think known I've... end yeah. makes it a lot more palatable like this mm-hmm. has an end date and then that's you know exactly versus like if you just live across the country from someone i mean that can be i, I don't know yes. how you would do that yeah. Well, it again, it's because I wasn't living across the country from the beginning. We only knew each other via these means. So, once if if I had if I'd seen her for a weekend here and that's when we started, then we would be living across the country as opposed to living in this virtual kind of realm. Oh, that's a really interesting yeah. way to think about it. I I hadn't even I hadn't even considered that. I thought what you were saying is if you meet someone when they're already living across the country, like the stasis is we live this far distance apart, but you're suggesting what you're saying is actually that for you, the distance essentially wasn't a concern. Like this person could have been living six blocks away from you and it wouldn't, as long as the, the primary mode of the relationship was still conducted through devices and technology like it still would have felt the same that's that's kind of fascinating if you if you saw your if you saw your librarian every day in the library that's that's the way you interact it's your means of interaction if you then saw your librarian at uh you know a, a punk concert at black cat that would shock you that would shock you but it could also be really enjoyable well, not if, if it's a cool relationship 
not if it's a cool well then it becomes a cool librarian but um yeah Did it's that really happen? no no oh, uh, it did seem yes. very specific yeah so, uh, um, i'm excited no i i think that that's that's really what it is is it's the means of inter- if that's the way that you interact if that's the stasis of your interaction then you are used to it and it's 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 fine it's it's just the way it is just like if you meet somebody for dates on tuesday nights via tinder um and that's the way you start that's the way you're going to interact mm-hmm. so very different than the jumping back and forth even if you know that it's going to be over that that situation in five months but yeah i i get that um so you 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 definitely you left episode 100 with your mind generally unchanged uh yes at least certainly for the time being um like what else what else have you taken away from this experience besides just like it's good to be open-minded and it's important to try mm-hmm. new things that are outside of your comfort zone um it's uh i i think that everybody is right in thinking that they deserve better because you should be your biggest fan all the time and that's really hard and i think sometimes these things get people down and they feel like no one likes me or this isn't going well um and i know it's hard but it's important to know that like you are the fact that you're having these thoughts and everything it's it's probably indicative of of you value yourself as a person and you think that there's someone else who should value you too and you know it might come in an ineffable way or it may come in an algorithm but you should keep trying because there are lots of people out there and if nothing else you should try your best to be confident in who you are projecting yourself as because one you're kind of stuck with you and two you probably are great and you know what that guy or that girl or whomever they were fine but you should go for good or great and it's okay to to for it not to work immediately because that would just be really boring if everything was chalk all the time yeah i I think both of those i think both of those things are good points one is that you know it's it's not uh you know tech folks love to paint this picture of like we're we're making everything super duper easy uh and and we're solving all the world's problems and like in terms of dating no it's still it is still hard work to meet someone and you know and fall in love with them and hammer out all of those points where you have you know commonality and the points where you don't have compel uh commonality but you have compatibility and and even figure out like the points where you're not compatible and to figure out you know how to balance all of those things and and figure out if this is someone that you still want in your life like that is absolutely still really hard work uh and at the same time that there is nothing more attractive to another person than you feeling like you're attractive in whatever capacity that may mean it may mean that you feel like you are really aesthetically pleasing or maybe it's you know that you are someone who can make people laugh 
or you know that you're an extremely compassionate and thoughtful person or you just you can cook a mean dinner and that's something that you can do it's a bankable skill that can make someone happy you know we all have these things inside of us that you know that someone someone is out there looking for and 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 that's really to to sort of bring us around that is really <clears throat> what these apps are for it's reducing the friction so that it's a little bit easier to do that hard work of finding the person who's looking to buy what you're selling so uh, you know we're we're all in a pretty great place where we're we're lucky to have found that person and feel like they found us too so like that's that's really neat like that's a thing we should be celebrating yep so max what is the official dish to to make on uh, uh if you're trying to impress someone uh probably a roast chicken it's a roast chicken or or what what other dish that involves orzo are you a fan of oh the chicken orzo with the feta yeah, Ooh. that's 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 the I ticket. I love that. I love yeah. that dish. That should one. that's a dating app in and of itself. Is yeah. That, no. Wait, did you go for that dish as your first? It's really more no, of an I, entree. I, I, uh, I didn't. That I haven't was my made first that yet. Cooked meal yeah. Um, yeah. for Bridget, and it you know she doesn't even like olives, and it and it won. So yeah, yeah. It's probably because you made it. Better. It might not be the food, but that's so. Um, shouts to Emily. Yeah. Shouts to all of the, you know. Just all the people that have found someone in their life, like good for you. That's really exciting. And to whoever is listening who isn't in that spot and is feeling kind of down on themselves, it sucks. It's a shitty feeling. But if the four of us trash bags can find someone who cares about us, like I, I'm, I'm confident that you can do it too. So keep trying and uh let us let us know when when you're feeling better you know we we would love we would love to hear your story and help you celebrate yourself uh when you feel like you've got something to celebrate so come find us facebook or twitter at pretty okay pod and let us know what you think uh we will move on now as we do every week to pierce is sorry what is on the apology docket today so I've been saving this one a little bit. Not that it's related to, to dating or anything, but uh, it's something that I know I talked to you both <clears throat> and Kevin as well about a lot. And I was very uh, nervous about and felt many different conflicting feelings. Um, but I did have my high school reunion um, like probably a month or so ago now. And I I guess it's a it's it's kind of a wayward apology it's more that that i am sorry for having such a negative view on kind of what that would involve and and i would think that the the thing that i can say in short about it that i realized is this is that the people who are going to show up to that type of thing are not going to peep the people who were jerks in high school furthermore if they were jerks in high school with 10 years on them, they are probably not jerks anymore because at that point, someone has probably told them, you're a jerk. Um, and so the real jerk was me for expecting that it would just be full of jerks. And I would also say that kind of back to our 
algorithm versus ineffable idea of today, um, a lot was done to try to plan it, to try to really make it nice. Do we do we charge tickets? Do we this? Do do we do that? But I think the really the beauty of it, and what I'm mostly apologizing for, is really to the not expecting much in terms of humanity of of these folks. But the thing is, is it ended up being not very planned at all, and it went like three hours long and it was just a very nice Saturday afternoon where people got together and I've reached out to multiple people since then and you know I think I'm supposed to do a taco Tuesday with some of them at, at some point I got invited to watch maybe This Is Us or one of the or Good Place one of those two shows um, with someone that li- that like lives nearby and the thing is, is these are people and a lot of them are going through the same stuff as you and you have a similar and shared background and uh, I did a, I did a bad thing by expecting them to be anything other than humans, and uh, it was, you know, just like you need to be confident in yourself. You need to be confident that everyone else out there is a human too, and it's probably going to be better than fine. So yeah, I'm sorry for not thinking highly of people that there was no reason not to. If only you had some friends who maybe suggested to you that in fact you were the one being the jerk in this situation i can't think of anyone who might have done that i uh, i mean i can't either it would have been helpful but i can't either it's too bad oh god uh okay. <laughs> maybe you should have gone on to the other bumble i bet there's you know the, the like the the friends there's a friends third bumble. bumble there's a third bumble there's a business bumble oh there's a that's business there, yeah there's a bumble. there's a networking bumble it's... I take back oh, everything I said. People one. are okay. people are terrible. People are terrible. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, all right, but that that's not this week's big idea from pop culture, uh, which we use to close the show every week. Uh, this week's big idea from pop culture is, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but a decade is coming to a close, um, and and so there was a a, a bit of a. Uh, a trend on on the old tweet machine recently where uh people especially i think especially people who you know are are kind of in the world of uh media and and writing about the writing and thinking about the arts and entertainment uh of uh kind of making a list of each year of the decade and picking either the best or their favorite or what they thought was like the most affecting movie from that year. Um, and I noticed, uh, that, uh, a heavy entry on people's lists was cabin in the woods. I watched cabin in the woods recently for the first time. And I'm here to say that movie is fantastic. It's really great. Uh, it's, you know, it is a horror movie. It has a lot of the elements, but it's also a a pretty smart kind of satire that pokes fun at the tropes of horror storytelling. Uh, and, and so, you know, there there are some some recognizable folks. Uh, there there's a Hemsworth, uh, Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy, Bradley Ooh. Whitford is in it, uh, Richard Jenkins which is a name you might not recognize, but I'm pretty sure you would recognize the dad from Step Brothers. Yeah, that's, um, that's who he is. And uh, it's just, it it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, 
and, and so uh, if you haven't seen, if you're like me and you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods uh, and you have some downtime over the next several weeks uh, in one of the two separate holiday periods, uh, I would recommend that you use some of that time to watch it. <clears throat> All right. I haven't seen it, Max. Have you seen that? I have. It's a very. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's a. It's a fun movie. Yeah, and I don't like horror movies either. I agree with you. I don't either. Uh, but it I was a lot this. of fun. Uh, so, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod or at our home on the web www.prettyokaypod.com. You can subscribe to this show on your podcast app and device of choice. If you do that, uh, which uh, is a good thing to do because you'll get our episodes pumped directly into your podcast feed every Tuesday. Uh, please do us a favor, leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share what we're doing with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, happy Thanksgiving. I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye.